0: look at this gift of tongues because as I say we've seen in scripture it is the only consistent evidence to all who have been filled with the Holy Spirit this gift of other tongues and so it is a very tangible gift it is um, a supernatural gift it's not something that the the saint thinks up and makes up themselves it comes up um, from their spirits it's a gift given to them by God it's um, the evidence of the infilling of the Holy Spirit and so in order to understand this gift of tongues, we need to have a look at two passages of Scripture because there is a, a little bit of confusion around this particular gift. Uh, Acts 2, four says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance." And so we said that this particular evidence is available to all saints who are filled with the Holy Spirit. But there's another passage of Scripture where the Apostle Paul teaches us about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the nine uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit, and in that passage he talks about tongues. Now, Christians get the two mixed up because they think, okay, um, Paul's talking about the gift of other tongues in that passage. Uh, The passage is in 1 Corinthians 12.10. It says, And to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. And so in this passage of scripture, the Apostle Paul is referring to one of the spiritual gifts given um, to the church. There's a line that he lists, and one of those gifts is different kinds of tongues. And so when he talks around that gift, he Implies very strongly that not all have that gift, and so a lot of Christians say, "See, not, speaking in tongues is not for all believers." But we need to understand the difference between the gift of different of diverse kind of tongues and the gift of other tongues. The gift of diverse kind of tongues is only given to certain individuals in the church. Only certain individuals have the work in miracles, miracle, and so on. Only certain individuals get the gift of prophecy, um, and so not everybody has every one of the gifts. And so, also, not everybody will have this gift called diverse kind of tongues. Now, the gift of diverse kind of tongues is a a gift of speaking out by inspiration of God in a church gathering, God the Holy Spirit speaking to the church uh, in an unknown language, and it has to always be uh, manifested with the gift of the interpretation of tongues, otherwise The person speaking out in the meeting, no one understands what he says, nobody is blessed. So if you understand the concept of what Paul was teaching in that context, he was saying that this gift does exist in the church, but it has to be used in correlation with the gift of the interpretation of tongues. And so when that gift is made manifest, the gift of diverse kind of tongues, it is not the individual speaking to God. It is the individual speaking to the church in a foreign language. Somebody else has the interpretation and they interpret what God has said to the church. The gift of other tongues is given to the saint to pray to God, to speak directly to God. It's not given so that we can speak to the church. And so we need to understand the difference between the two because the gift of other tongues is given to every saint who is full of the Holy Spirit but the gift of diverse kind of tongues is only given to certain individuals within the church that God wants to use to speak a divine utterance, a prophetic word, to the church just in a foreign language and somebody else then interprets that. So there's the two different gifts uh, under the New Covenant and we need to understand the difference between the two and not get them confused. So getting back now to the gift of other tongues, which is given to every saint who is full with the Holy Spirit, and as I said, this is now evidence of, this is the guarantee of the Holy Spirit that we have on the inside of us. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27, the main purpose of the gift of other tongues, in fact the purpose of gift of other tongues that is given to the believer, is to help them to pray effectively. Because there is just a myriad of things that impact on the lives of believers that we do not know how to pray about. And so God in His wisdom has given us this heavenly language that we can use to pray the perfect will of God for whatever situation we bring in before God in prayer. And so this passage of Scripture says, Likewise, the Spirit, as the beginning of the Holy Spirit, also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now that word can, uh, tr- translated said, cannot be uttered is also can be translated cannot be uttered in, in, in articulated speech. And so it is very clearly talking about speaking in other tongues, although there is such a thing as groaning in the Spirit as well. That does also occur. But primarily he's talking about speaking in other tongues. So when we speak in other tongues, we are praying with our spirits, and we're praying according to the will of God. Regarding the situation, because the Scripture is very plain, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Because there's just, as I say, in the Spirit realm, there is a myriad of things that are taking place, that we have no idea what's going on. And so for us to pray purely with our understanding is very limited in what we can pray about. And so what God has done is He's given the saint under the New Covenant this heavenly language that their spirits understand, and they can then pray to God according to the will of God. Because the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. Because don't forget, it's the Holy Spirit who gives us the utterance. In other words, He gives us the language. We speak it out. And so it helps us to pray effectively 1 corinthians 14 2 to 18 says for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to god for no one understands it however in the spirit he speaks mysteries verse 14 for if i pray in a tongue my spirit prays but my understanding is unfruitful what is the conclusion then i will pray with the spirit and i will also Pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will also sing with the understanding. Verse 18, I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. And so in this passage, um, the Apostle Paul just teaches us pretty much what tongues is all about. He says, the one who speaks in other tongues doesn't speak to men but to God. And so don't forget that we said with, with the gift of diverse kind of tongues, that individually speaking to men or you speaking to the church, not to God. Somebody comes along and interprets what he said, and what he said is, Thus saith the Lord, and God speaks to the church. So, the gift of diverse kind of tongues speaks to the church, the gift of other tongues speaks to God. That's pretty much the difference between the two. And so, we see it, we speak, we speak directly to God. Um, we don't understand with our understanding what we say. Why is that? Because when we pray in a tongue, it's our spirit that is praying, it's not our understanding. And so our our minds kind of just have to take a back seat when we begin to speak in other tongues. Because our spirit takes over our vocal cords and then begins to use our vocal cords to speak forth a heavenly language that our spirit understands and God understands, but our minds don't. And so it's a very important concept of praying because... Paul said, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding. So Paul differentiated the two. He said, we can pray both ways. We can pray with our spirits, and we can pray with our understanding. Paul did both ways. But he placed praying with the Spirit first. For he says, I will pray with my spirit, and I will pray with my understanding. So he puts understanding second. And then he says in verse 18, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. And so Paul really had learned the benefit of praying with other tongues, because as I say, there is just so much that we need to pray for that we don't, and our understanding is extremely limited. And so there's just so much we don't understand. And so when we pray with our spirit, well now we're praying the perfect will of God regarding whatever situation we're praying about. And so praying with other tongues helps us to pray effectively. Now also, one of the, the benefits of praying with other tongues is that prayer is always heard by God. There's never a hindrance to us praying in the Spirit. So even when the Christian is walking... Well, let's just have a look at the concept now, because with regards to the prayer of understanding, there are hindrances that will affect our prayer life, and we need to understand it. Uh, the first one is with regards to a sin in the prayer life and in the Christian life. 1 Peter 3, verse 7 and 12 says, Husbands, likewise dwell with them, talking about your wives, uh, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life. Why? That your prayers may not be hindered. Verse 12, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And then verse 12, uh, 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and so we see that when a Christian steps into sin um, whatever sin that, is that they're practicing, known sin this is then what it does is it actually hinders the prayer of that, of that saint those prayers don't get heard anymore God doesn't hear those prayers anymore because there's this barrier kind of that has come up between God and the saint And the only way to take the barrier down is to apply 1 John 1.9. We need to confess that sin. And then He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And the prayer channel is opened up once again. And God then hears our prayers once again. But it's the prayers of understanding that are hindered. Because the prayer of the Spirit is never hindered. Because our spirits are righteous. When the saint steps into sin, you need to understand the concept that we can either walk in the spirit or we can walk in the flesh. When the saint walks in sin, they're walking in the flesh. But their spirit remains spiritually alive to God. Their spirit is still in fellowship with God. And so they can, even though they're walking in sin and their prayers of understanding are being hindered, If they were to pray in their spirits, with their spirits, because there's no um, separation in the spirit between the saint and and God, when their spirit is praying, God hears that prayer. Why? Because that prayer is uttered in righteousness. Whereas the saint who is walking in sin, uh, his prayer of understanding is now blocked because he's now walking in the flesh. And so we need to understand the concept that um, praying in the Spirit is always heard by God. And so it's a very blessed um, point to understand because guaranteed that when we pray with our spirits and we're walking in the flesh and we're sinning against God, our spiritual prayer to God is to bring us to repentance and to for God to be able to work in our lives so that we can repent of our sin and thus be forgiven for our sin. And so that prayer is still going to be prayed in line with the Word of God, even though the saint might be walking in known sin. Now there is the other aspect about praying with our understanding that is limited because we're just showing you that in this with regards to the comparative between the two praying with tongues is always heard by God praying with the understanding can be hindered depending on if the saint is walking in sin or not but there's also the aspect of praying according to the perfect will of God because it's when we pray according to the will of God that our prayers are heard and so quite often when we pray with understanding, we're not always praying according to the will of God. Um, in 2 Corinthians 12, 7-9, the Apostle Paul was praying outside of the will of God with his understanding. Look at what he prays. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times, that it might depart from me, and he said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness." Therefore, most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And so, what happened here is that Paul was going through a torrid time. I'm not going to get into the background, but that that messenger of Satan was an angel that was sent to persecute Paul wherever he went. And he, Paul, eventually had enough, and so he cries out to God three times. For that messenger to be removed from him. Now, obviously, the first two times, Paul gets no answer. Now he's crying out to God with his understanding, because he knows what he's asking. He's asking God to take this thing away from him. It's on the third time that God replies to him. Said Paul, I'm "Not going to take it away because my grace is sufficient for you." And so Paul understood okay there, there was a specific reason why that angel was allocated to Paul uh, to buffet him and wasn't going to go away. Paul had to learn to rely on the grace of God and so he stopped praying that prayer but for the first two times he prayed that prayer and it was only on the third time God answered him but he always prayed with the understanding around that issue but he was clearly praying outside of God's will for his life. he thought, He was praying according to the will of God, because he thought God would remove it from him. God said, no, I'm not going to do that, because I'm the one who's actually allocated that angel to you, because I don't want you to become prideful because of all of the revelation that you have. Because we don't want you to go down that road, Paul. We want to keep you uh, in, in a place where you're not going to be full of pride. And so that's how God chose to do it. And so Paul was praying outside of the will of God. Those prayers would not be answered. And so it's just a principle. We need to understand it. Um, Our prayers of understanding can be hindered because we're walking in sin. Our prayers of understanding can be hindered because we're praying outside of the will of God. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we have asked of him. And so, again, that paul was praying outside of the will of god god didn't answer that prayer and so the the apostle john teaches us if we want to have our prayers heard by god well then we need to pray according to his will but not always with our understanding do we know the will of god however always with our spirits do we know the will of god and thus we can pray according to the will of god when we pray in other tongues and so it is such a blessing to the saint to pray uh, with others with the, the other tongues because they know that those prayers are being heard by God because those prayers have been uttered according to the perfect will of God another aspect of praying with the spirit that blesses the saint praying with other tongues that is is we grow strong in spirit uh, 1 Corinthians 144 and 28 says he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. Verse 27. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let it be by two, or uh, at most by three, each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. So when we speak in other tongues, the scripture says we speak to ourselves and we speak to God. So our spirit is speaking to itself, really, when we speak in other tongues. Because my mind's untruthful, my mind doesn't understand what what he said, so there's no edification there. But the scripture does say, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Why does he edify himself? Because he's speaking to himself. Why does does that happen? Because his spirit understands the language that he's spoken. So the gift of other tongues is a, a language that is not understood by our minds, but it is understood by our spirits. And so when the, our spirit is speaking out those words of life to God, the spirit understands what he's spoken, and so that our spirits are edified, built up in other words, or charged up. And so it's one of the mechanisms that God uses the saint to grow strong in spirit for man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God and we tend to take that and we say okay that's the word of God and we read the word of God and that's true but another word of God that is spoken is tongues because it's the word of God spoken just in a language that our minds don't understand but is nevertheless still the word of God and so Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that is spoken from the mouth of God. And so when we speak in tongues, we are speaking the Word of God and our spirits are being nourished. Our spirits are being edified. Our spirits are being strengthened and charged up. And so there's another blessing that is added to the saint. It helps us to grow spiritually. Uh, Jude says in Jude 1.20, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, how? Praying, in the Holy Spirit. And so another aspect of this gift of tongues that is given to the saint is that it helps the saint to grow strong spiritually. Because uh, Jude says, building yourself up by praying in the Holy Spirit. We pray in the Holy Spirit when we pray with our spirit. But Paul said, I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. That's the difference between the two. And then the other aspect about praying in other tongues, is that it enables the saint to be led by the Holy Spirit. For that's one of the the reasons that the Holy Spirit has come to dwell within us, is he leads us and guides us in all of the affairs of life. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 to 27 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Verse 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Verse 23, not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the spirits, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly wait, waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. And then he goes on to say in verse 26, likewise the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groans which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And so when we pray with other tongues, our spirits are active. Our spirits are praying the will of God. And what happens is, is the Holy Spirit then bears witness with our spirits as to what God's will is in our lives regarding the situation we're praying about. And that understanding eventually does reach our minds. Um, The process is, we just begin to know in our minds, okay, this is what I'm actually praying about, and this is what God is wanting me to do. We begin to um, have an understanding of that which is taking place in our, in our spirits. Galatians 5.18 says, um, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And so one of the aspects of, being, uh, of having the Holy Spirit residing the, on the inside of us is that he leads us and guides us in the affairs of life. And one of the, the ways that he's able to do that is that when we begin to pray in other tongues, we're now praying the perfect will of God regarding our situation. And the longer we pray in other tongues, the um, easier it is for our understanding to eventually pick up. Uh, because don't forget the, the soul, the mind, and the, and the spirit are, are linked together. They're separate, but nevertheless God has a Design them to operate together and eventually that what we're praying with our spirit does surface in our minds we begin to understand visualize in our minds okay this is what the Holy Spirit is wanting me to do and we can then go ahead and do that and so I trust that you've understood the 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 blessing of this gift called other tongues it is such a blessing it is so important to the church Uh, we need it without that gift uh, we are very limited in our Christian walk. But when we partake of the gift, and that's why the Apostle Paul said, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Because he really understood the concept of how this gift can be used to help the Christian to walk even as God wants us to walk, walk of this, this, this Christian life in a worthy manner. And so it is the, 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 the Holy Spirit of promise that is given to the saint as a guarantee of our inheritance, and we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And that, that sealing and the guarantee that is given to us is when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. The guarantee is the evidence, the sign of other tongues. And then the, the other tongues that we speak has all of these benefits given to us through this gift of other tongues. In that uh, we can grow strong in Spirit. We can be led by the Spirit. Our those prayers are always heard by God. We're praying according to the perfect will of God. Um, and there's, you know, in, the... the the benefits of speaking in other tongues, it just goes on and on and on. And we really need to uh, cover that gift and utilize it as much as possible. And we're going to end the teaching on the doctrine of um, baptisms on that point, because in the series we've now covered um, all three baptisms. Baptized into Christ, water baptism, and baptized with the Holy Spirit. We're going to end the teaching that.